Hello and welcome to the Destiny Church Podcast. We pray that as you listen to this message, it helps you grow closer to God and inspires you to live like Jesus. Thanks for listening. Here's the message. Hey, today we're kicking off a new sermon series that I I really do believe has the power to change lives. I really believe that. There's, there's, there comes times when the Lord begins to just kind of just brew something inside of you that you know is from the Lord. And, and uh, this is that series. And we're calling this series, as you see on the graphic in front of you, we're calling it Little Foxes. And we get this series title and the whole idea of this from Song of Solomon chapter 2 verse 15, it says this, catch the foxes for us, the little foxes that ruin the vineyards. Now I know some of you have probably uh, never read the Song of Solomon. You've probably never read that. Others of you have, and you know exactly what this book is about. And some of you that know what this book is about, and some of you know some of its hidden messages have used this book as a weapon in your marriage and said your spouse is not meeting your needs as maybe the book of Solomon says we should. Others of you in this room have maybe read this book and you don't have any clue what it's about. But let me just give you a little background. Song of Solomon or Song of Songs as it's also referred to um, was likely written during the early part of King Solomon's reign somewhere around 965 BC. The Song of Solomon is a lyric poem written to really what it's done is to glorify and praise the virtues of marriage, listen to me, between a man and a woman. This poem clearly presents marriage as God's design. It's a ballad of love and longing. It's an exchange of love notes. It's the tale of a young man and a young woman preparing to marry the love of their life. If I could sum up the book of, if I could sum up Song of Solomon, I would say it this way. It's a book about love and adoration and satisfaction and delight and passionate pursuit of the person they want to be with, desire, fear, sex, marriage, and all that goes with it. It's a really good book. I highly recommend you read this book. But then you have... Song of Solomon, chapter 2, verse 15, about chasing foxes in the middle of something that's romantic and tender. And it could seem a little bit weird. But in my opinion, this is one of the most powerful, important verses, really, in all of the Bible. And if you're here today and you're saying, I'm looking for a series on marriage or a series about love and sex, this is not it. So if you're like, You know, this is not it. If you were hoping for one of those, it's not it. And if you're glad it's not, it's not it as well. This is not what it is. This is a series about dealing with the little foxes in our lives. Hudson Taylor, uh, a British missionary in the 1800s to China, says this of little foxes. He says they are the little things that might destroy our relationship with Jesus. But what he could also, when we read this, we could also say it's the little things that destroy our relationships with others. Because the Bible tells us that our relationship with God and our relationship with others is important. So we want to be aware of these 
little foxes. Hudson Taylor goes on to say the enemy may be small, but the mischief or the damage that these little foxes can do. And I love one of the last lines he says and how numerous the little foxes are. Let me just say to you from the very beginning, this series might bloody our lips. And I don't know I've ever said that in the church, but I think that's what this series might do. It's gonna be hard hitting. It's gonna be full of truth. And one of the most hard hitting things I can probably say to you right from the beginning in this room and for those watching online is most Christians, I want you to write this down. I want you to get a hold of this. Most Christians tolerate a lifestyle of compromise with the little foxes in our lives. Most Christians tolerate a lifestyle of compromise with the little sins in our lives. And you see what we do is we call them weaknesses. We call them mistakes. We call them character flaws. Or we say, it's just the way that I am. And we try to justify our sins. This is just how God created me. Or we try to rationalize all of our little foxes. And in this series, this is what I want to deal with. And my hope and my prayer in this series over the next four or five, six weeks, however long we're in this series, is my prayer is that we have the same heart as the woman that we see in Song of Solomon chapter two, verse 15, when she says, hey, we need to be aware of the little foxes that are out to destroy the vineyard. We need to be aware. And my prayer is that in all of our lives, as Christians more so than ever before, we begin to say we need to be aware of all the little foxes and all the little things that are out to destroy our relationship with God. And that's what we're gonna look at over the next several weeks. What are the little things that are destroying our relationship with God and with others? Let's pray. Father, we come before you and we ask that just in these next few moments, would you, would you speak to everybody here today? Would you, would you speak through me? Would you give us um, ears that hear? But Lord, we don't wanna just hear this message. We wanna respond to this message. We wanna take it to heart and we wanna change our lives. So would you do that today? Lord, would you allow this message to even go forth from today and it's gonna be seen online today, but it might be seen weeks from now. Would you let it continue to be effective and change people's lives? Speak even through Pastor Mark and Marshall today. We believe in this message. We believe in this series. In your name we pray, amen. Now I have to admit, this is not a, this is not a series on marriage or any of that, but if you've been around Destiny Church very long when, we, when we've done message series in the past, and you have to ask somebody why we do this, but one of the things we've talked about when we do a series on a marriage and uh, intimacy in marriage is we end up talking about Dora the Explorer. But anyway, you'll have to ask somebody. But I have to admit, when I read this verse, Song of Solomon chapter 2, verse 15, I do think of the little kid cartoon, Dora the Explorer, um, because there's a little fox Indoor the Explorer called Swiper. Swiper, no swiping. Swiper. Anybody seen that movie? That little cartoon, Swiper, no swiping. In fact, as I was reading and, and studying for this, you know, that little cartoon might actually be a biblical portrayal. Swiper, no swiping. Because when we read this verse in Song of Solomon chapter 2, and when we look at other places in the Bible that mention foxes, foxes are seen as sly, 
deceptive, sneaky, and destructive, just like swiper, no swiping. And one of the things about foxes, if you dig into them and look at them, foxes, the word that is translated as foxes in the Hebrew is actually referring to an animal that burrows. And as they burrow, they wreak havoc and they destroy the vineyards. And multiple places in the Bible speak of foxes. And you cannot find a place in scripture that is not really talking about somebody or something that is destructive, sly, and sneaky when you see it. In Song of Solomon chapter 2, verse 15 is a beautiful verse. It is a wise verse. There's a lot of wisdom in this verse. It's saying, hey, things are good in our lives. And oftentimes, what I've found in Christians is when things are good is when oftentimes the enemy comes in and it's just like, Wham! Because then we don't even pay attention because it's good. And that's what Song of Solomon is saying. It's this woman, she's like, hey, things are pretty good. The relationship is moving forward and our future looks great, but danger is lurking. And the verse that comes to mind, it reminds me of Genesis chapter four, verse seven, when God spoke to Cain and he said, hey, Cain, sin is crouching at your door. Sin is crouching at your door. In Song of Solomon, here he's saying, hey, things might be good right now, but if you don't deal with the foxes, if you don't deal with the little sins, if you don't take control of it, there's going to be trouble. There's going to be destruction. And the truth is, listen to me, it's often, I want you to hear me, I want you to get this, it's often the little things in our lives that oftentimes go overlooked and in the end, they spoil things of value. Let me say it again. Oftentimes, it's the little things in our lives that get overlooked and in the end, they spoil things of value. This is really what I want to talk about over the next several weeks. I think we could all agree there are many things in the Christian life uh, that might seem small, that might seem harmless, that might even look cute and cuddly, but if we don't deal with them, they're going to cause destruction. And there are two, two primary reasons for destruction. The first is volume. You know, a lot of a little, bunch of a little things can hurt. Have you ever been stung by a bunch of mosquitoes, you know? Like one isn't so bad, then you get a bunch of them. Or I was thinking about it, you know, there's volume. Well, I, in second service last week, I told them that um, I went out, when I went out to pray for vision for our church, I went out and sat on our church property and I am allergic to poison ivy. I get it, I, I, I saw it and I thought, well, I'm praying, I won't get it, you know? Well, I was wrong. But anyway, but uh, I got some on my ankle and I thought it was just chiggers, all right? And so I was like, no big deal. And I wake up the next morning and I've got poison ivy on my legs, up my arms, my neck, on my eye. All of this, you know, it started off small, but volume, it expanded. And that's the same way with life. Sometimes the number of attacks or the number of attackers can be so much that it begins to overwhelm us. It might be one small enemy, but left undealt with, it can overwhelm us. So the first reason I see for destruction is volume with small things, but the second is growth. Things that are little don't always stay little. 
How many of you had a kid? They don't always stay little and cuddly, you know? Or how many of you ever had a puppy or a kitten? You know, they just look so small and cuddly. You know, Tosh and I, we tried for a season to raise dogs. You know, we're like, oh, that's an easy way to make money. You don't have to do anything. <laughs> I was wrong. But anyway, these little puppies, they start small. And I'm telling you, when they're born, they're just beautiful little pups. You want to hug them and hold them and, and uh, they don't have their eyes open and mama takes care of everything. And literally for the first four weeks, these are the most adorable things. They, don't, they literally cause no problem. Mom cleans up all the mess, all of that. But hit week five, she's like, I'm done. It's kind of like mama when kid hits 18. It's like, I'm done picking up your mess, you know? And this cute little cuddly puppy, when you have 13 of them, in your garage, it is no longer cute and cuddly. It is nasty, and you walk into your garage and you think you just walked into a slaughter farm. There is stuff everywhere, you know? And they start small, but it grows. And it's the same way with sin. It can start small, and it can start cuddly, but it grows. And left unattended, it becomes overwhelming. So Solomon is telling us, hey, you have to deal with the little foxes in your life or it's going to overwhelm you and it's going to destroy you. And so over the next few weeks, we're gonna actually look at one little fox a week and we're praying about those and you guys are actually gonna help us create those. But we're looking at these little foxes and we're trying to figure out, Lord, what are you saying? We have ideas on several of them, but uh, we're gonna look at those. And what we're gonna do today though is we're gonna just begin to talk about the little foxes. And there's two things when I read this scripture um, that I believe, number one, we need to recognize that the foxes are dangerous no matter how little they are. The foxes are dangerous no matter how little they are. Go back to Song of Solomon chapter two, verse 15. It says, catch the foxes for us. Notice it doesn't just stop there. It's not just referring to foxes, catch the foxes for us. The, what's the next word? Little. Catch the foxes for us, the little foxes that ruin and spoil the vineyards. And many times, what we want to do in our Christian lives is we want to give a, and, and listen, I told you it's going to be hard hitting. I want you to like prepare yourself for what I believe the Lord's getting ready to speak to us. And what we want to do as Christians is we want to give a certain habit or a certain behavior, a pass, becomes a, because it seems small relative to the bigger things we know in our own lives, but especially the bigger things we want to point out in other people's lives. We want to give our little sins, our little foxes a pass because it's not hurting anyone. It's just one little bitty thing. It's just, Pastor Chad, it's just a lustful look. It's not adultery. I'm just looking at her. I'm just looking at him. It's not a big deal. I just glanced anyway. And, who, and, and you know they wanted me to look at him. It's just a look. It's just a small thing. It's just a little bit of unforgiveness, Pastor Chad. Just a little bit. It's just, it's just a small thing. It's just a little attack on social media. I didn't hurt anyone. It's just a little gossip, Pastor Chad. I just talk about people every once in a while but I'm trying to justify it by calling it prayer. It's just a little gossip. I just want to slander somebody just a little bit. They offended me. They hurt me. 
I have a right to talk about them because I don't agree with what they've done. Or I have a right to talk about them because of how they hurt me. It's just a little bit of pride, Pastor Chad. It's okay that it's just a little offense. Just a little bit. And I've shared this story here before, but as I was studying, I thought of it. There was a little story years ago I read about this mom. Her 14, 15-year-old boy came to her and said, Mom, I want to go to the movie with all my friends. She said, okay, what movie is it? And he told her the movie and she said, I haven't heard that movie. And she said, uh, what's it rated? And he said, well, it's rated R. And she says, you're not going to that movie. And he said, mom, it's okay. All my friends are going. Everybody's doing it. It's okay if I go watch this movie. It's just got a little bit of stuff in it. She's like, what do you mean? He goes, well, it's just got a little bit of language. Mom, it's okay. It's just got a little bit of sex stuff in it. Mom, it's okay. But everybody's watching. It's no big deal. It's just a little bit. So mom said, okay. Let me think about it. But she knew she had a trick. She had a strategy. So she went and she said, hey, hey, son. She said, while I'm thinking about it, I'm going to make you some brownies. I'll make you some brownies. All right. So mom's heart is softening a little bit. She's going to make me some brownies. So the little boy goes and starts playing on his video game. Mom goes in the backyard and gets two little pieces of dog poop. And she puts it in the brownie batter. She mixes it up, gets the brownies ready, cooks them, smells delicious in the house. She walks in, starts to cut the brownies. She says, son, I made some brownies for you. And he said, okay, mom, that's great. And he said, well, what do you think about the movie? She said, well, first let's talk about these brownies. And he starts, to, she said, hold on, don't eat one yet, hold on. She said, son, I want to tell you. She said, I made these with the most organic of, of ingredients. She said, I was very uh, particular about these. I wanted these to be just perfect for you, son. And she's go, they've got the eggs in them. They've got the oil in them. They've got the brownie batter. It's all good. And she goes, but there's just one thing in it that you might not like. And he said, what's, what's that, mom? Did you put some nuts in it? No, I didn't put any nuts in it. What's in it, mom? Well, there's just a little bit of poop. Just a little bit. And the son's like, mom, that's disgusting. And she says, it's the same thing with that movie. There's just a little bit, but it spoils it. And I want to ask you guys this question. Could it be that we're using the wrong standards when determining whether something is right or wrong? Could it be that we're using the wrong standards when determining something is small or something is not small? Could it be we're using the wrong standards? Because I believe when it comes to sin, there is no such thing as a small sin or a big sin. It's either an affront to God or it's not. It's either an offense to God or it's not. So no matter how socially acceptable our sin is, or no matter how politically correct our sin might be, or no matter how happy your sin might make you feel, or no matter if everyone is doing it, if it's sin, it's sin. And a little bit of sin destroys the vineyard. A little bit of sin destroys the brownies. If it's sin, it's sin, and we have to deal with it. Catch the little foxes for us before they destroy the vineyard, before they destroy the relationship. The, first, the New Testament book of 1 Thessalonians takes it even a little bit deeper, and it says, 1 Thessalonians 5.22, avoid every appearance of evil. Don't even put sin in the brownie mix. Avoid every appearance of evil, but let's admit it. Let's admit it. In our own lives, all too often, we don't see the sin. Or we give our sin a pass because we don't think our sin is hurting anyone. It's just a little indulgence. And incorrectly, 
incorrectly, for whatever reason, we justify the little foxes in our lives. We justify them. And this is a huge problem, especially in the American church. I want you to hear me. Because, of looking to, because instead of looking to the Bible to find out what sin is, what the church has now done is we look to society. Or we look to what the news media thinks or what our friends think or what social media says or what the government says is sin or not sin. And we, and we begin to think and we begin to justify it. And honestly, church, this has become a part of Satan's plan. He's smooth. He's sneaky. He's deceptive. You could call him a fox. And what he did was he got the church, he got the body of Christ. We've stopped looking to the word of God to determine what is right and what is wrong. And he's got the church looking to the world to help us determine what is right and what is wrong. Listen to me. We now look to the world and we justify our sinful actions because the world has justified it or deemed it socially acceptable or politically correct. And instead of looking to what's God say, what's the word say, we want to say what does the fox say what's the world say what do they think how are they going to feel what are they going to believe about me and because we've done this I want you to hear me the little foxes are now running rampant in the body of Christ and they're causing destruction and they're destroying the vineyards and they're destroying our relationships with God and they're destroying our relationships with others because instead of looking to what God says about sin we've looked to the world and we've justified our sin or we've justified our sin not based on the world but based on another Christian sin who we deem as bigger. And listen to me. How are we supposed to know what a, what's a fox and what's not a fox if we don't know what the word of God says? Let me say it again. How are we going to know what's a fox and what's not a fox if we don't know what the word of God says? We have to go to the word of God. That's the only way we're going to know. Listen to me. You can't turn on the news to determine what's right or wrong. Well, Pastor Chad, I listen to Fox News. <laughs> no pun intended, right? You can't read social media to determine what's right and wrong. Well, Pastor Chad, I look at this place, they call themselves, listen to me, just because somebody calls himself a Christian. And let me just touch on this a minute. You know, our kids, they, we, you know, they'll be watching something and mama or dad will ask them a question and they're like, Malik especially, no dad, they're, they're a Christian because they said God bless. Well, listen to me. Just because I say God bless you, that doesn't make me a man or a woman of God. We need to determine what does the word say? That's how we determine if somebody's a believer or not. That's what, how we determine if something is sin is sin. You can't turn on the news media. You can't turn on the social media. Listen, when I was a kid, this is, no, this is truth. When I was a kid, which was a lot of years ago, you could turn on your evening news and hear your favorite news commentator and you knew that probably something of what they were reporting had some moral basis to it. Go back 20, 30 years ago and America had a little bit of a moral compass that you could look to the world and say, hey, they think that's wrong. The Bible thinks that's wrong. I, I, I probably need to consider it wrong. 
Now the word says it's wrong. The world doesn't say it's wrong. So what the church has done is we've swung towards the world. Listen to me, I can't look to the news. I can't look to social media. Sometimes I can't even look to the church. Let's just be honest. To determine what's right or what's wrong. No, we need, if we're gonna be really good fox hunters, we need to look to the word of God. And when we're reading the word of God, we need to have the same kind of prayer that David had in Psalm 139 when he said, search me, O God. Everybody say me. Search me, O oh God, know my heart, test my thoughts, point out anything you find in me that makes you sad. Wow. Let's look at that. Search me, O oh God, and know my heart, test my anxious thoughts. Look at me, God, what am I doing wrong? And lead me along the path of everlasting life. Search me, O oh God, point out anything in me that could harm our relationship. What are the little foxes in my life? Help me recognize the little foxes in my life. Expose them. One of my favorite uh, things that deals with this is Matthew chapter 7. It says this, Why would you focus on the flaw in someone else's life and fail to notice the glaring flaws of your own life? How could you say to your friend, let me show you... You where you're wrong when you're guilty of even more. Ooh. Hmm. You're being hypocritical and a hypocrite. First acknowledge and deal with your own blind spots. And then you'll be capable of dealing with the blind spot for your friend. Two, two things I want you to notice from this verse real quick. First, let's admit it. We're great at pointing out the character flaws in other people's lives, aren't we? Aren't we? We're pretty good at pointing out other people's sins. But we're awful at recognizing our own character flaws, our own sins. Or, let me say it this way, we recognize our character flaws, but we, we refuse to deal with them. And we're going to get with them in just a minute. We like, to, we like to cuddle with our sins. We like to play house with it, right? We're awful at pointing out our own sins. So here's what I want you to do. If you can't figure out your own blind spots, if you can't figure out what the little foxes are in your life, or let me even say it this way, if you know what they are, but you're refusing to deal with them, what I want you to do is I want you to invite a family member or friend to come and observe you for a week. They get to hang out with you everywhere you go. And better yet, invite an eight-year-old. Invite an eight-year-old. Invite our, invite our eight-year-old. He will tell you everything that is wrong, right? Invite a little kid. I want you to hang out with me for a week. And I want you, at the end of this week, I want you to tell me every character flaw you saw in me. I promise you, if you let somebody watch your life, especially probably what you should do is make sure it's a really good Christian because we're really good at pointing out other people's flaws, right? Ouch, that one might hurt a little bit. But let somebody come and observe you and then at the end of that week, say, hey, what's my character flaws? I promise you, they'll tell you, they'll find foxes you didn't even know existed. Second thing I noticed about this verse, though, and this is the most important thing, is all the little sins, all the little blind spots need to be dealt with. Jesus, Jesus didn't say, when you read Matthew 7, Jesus didn't say, hey, Chad, I know you have some character flaws, but it's okay. Point out everybody else's. Right? 
No, Jesus said, hey, how are you pointing out his flaw, but you're not pointing out your own flaw? You're a hypocrite. And you're actually, when you're doing that, you're doing more damage than you are doing good. Fix your own flaws first. Another translation says, how can you deal with the little bitty speck in your neighbor's eye when you've got a two by two running through your head? We gotta deal with our sins. And that's what this series is about. Listen to me, in this series, I want you to hear me. I'm not worried about your spouse's flaws. I'm not worried about your kids' flaws. I'm not worried about your parents' flaws. I'm not worried about your boss's flaws or your pastor's flaws. I want you to focus on your flaws, your blind spots. And I want you to begin to pray the prayer, search me, O God, and reveal to me any sin. So the first thing we want to do is we want to recognize the little foxes in our lives, no matter how small they are, and we want to deal with them before they do damage, and I want to close with this one. Second thing we see from our text is we have to catch all the little foxes that are destroying our relationships. We have to catch all the little foxes that are destroying our relationships. Our relationship with God first and our relationships with others again. Song of Solomon specifies here, listen to me, the little foxes must be caught. Little foxes must be caught. Yes, um, there are other ways to deal with foxes. I, I um, have watched some of those TV shows where people come in and they deal with pests and pests and pesky animals and they try to get rid of them. You know, they, hey, this, this little animal got under my house. Would you come and get it and get rid of it? You know, and, and uh, would you come and just kind of catch and release it? This, but this verse specifically says we have to catch that. And that's important because all too often, this isn't our normal reaction when it comes to sin. What we would rather do is shoo our sins away or hide from them for a more convenient time. Truthfully, I, everybody look right here. Don't focus on anything else. I think what I'm getting ready to say to you is the most important revealing thing I'm gonna to say to you for the next three or four minutes. Truthfully, what we would rather do is we would rather hold on to our sin and still be seen as holy and good in the eyes of others. This is my sin. And I want to hold on to it. You see, we'd rather be full of lust, full of pride, full of anger and bitterness and jealousy and gossip We'd rather be whatever it is. We want to hold on to our foxes. You see, we want to still come to church on Sunday mornings and sing songs and look good in the eyes of others. We even want to try and trick God into thinking we have it all together when we're living in sin. And all the while, we're trying to wear masks. The little foxes are destroying the vineyards. I recently heard a story about a guy who, um, he loves animals. He loves all kinds of animals. He loves all kinds of pests, insects, bugs, rodents. He loves all of them. And he's one of those that doesn't think you should kill any of it. And so he tells the people he works with, hey, 
if you get a little pest in your office or in your home, he even tells people in his neighborhood, if you get a little mouse or spider, let me know, I'll come get it, I'll catch it and I'll release it. And I'm like, what in the world? In my house, we don't catch and release. We catch and squash, right? And usually I have to be the catcher and the squasher because Tasha and my kids now, but when it comes to mice, we don't catch and release. We don't catch and squash. When it comes to mice, we either burn the house down or sell it. You know, it's just like one of those two things. It's just, we don't play catch and release. Guess what? This is what a lot of us do with our sins. We want to say, don't crush it. Pastor Chad, would you please stop reading that verse about sin? Pastor Chad, would you please stop exposing my sin? Pastor Chad, would you please deal with, Pastor Chad, don't preach on that. Don't make me feel guilty. You see, what we want to do is we want to take our sins. And we, with our sins, with our little foxes, we become like Gollum from Lord of the Rings. My precious little fox. My precious little sin. And what we want to do is we want to hide it. We, we don't want people to know that we have this sin in our life. We don't want them to know that we're having just a little look or a little anger or whatever it might be. We don't want them to know and we hide it and we put a mask on and we want to walk through the doors of the church and you're good. Your way is better. My precious. Your way is better. My precious. We can't determine. And we want to play with our sin and we want to coddle it and we want to cuddle with it. And we want to hide it for a more convenient time. And we want to say, come here. And we want to tell our sin, hey, Pastor Chad's just a religious man that doesn't understand the ways of this world. And you're 100% right. I no longer understand the ways of our world because I want to understand the ways of God. And if his way is right, that's the way we want to go. We need to stop playing with our sins and calling it precious. And we need to stop hiding from our sins. And we need to deal with them. We need to catch them. We need to expose them. We need to squash them. We need to flee from them. We need to run from them. We need to quit looking to the world to determine if it's right. And we need to start looking to God and saying, God, what are you saying? Because what we've done in the church is we've totally ignored the word of God. And we've put on our masks and we look good for our family and we look good for our life group and we look good when we shake somebody's hand and we look good on camera when we stand behind pulpits. But are we dealing with our sins? God tells us in our text, and I close, recognize the little foxes that are destroying the vineyards. But don't only recognize them, Chad. Don't just shoo them away. Don't just shove them under the rug to be picked up the moment you leave church. He says, recognize them and get rid of them before they do major damage. And Destiny Church... That's what we're going to do in this series. We are going to deal with the little sins in our lives with as much energy and passion and hatred for sin as we possibly can. And we're going to catch the little sins that are crouching at our door and trying to do damage. 1 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 6 says this, your flip and callous. Arrogance in these things bothers me. You pass it off as a small thing, but it's an anything but that. Yeast too is a small thing, but it works its way through a whole batch of bread dough pretty fast. So get rid of the yeast. Another thing we could say is get rid of the little foxes. So Destiny Church, we're done playing catch and release. 
We're gonna catch the little foxes before they do any more damage. Whether it's offense or pride or anger or jealousy or unforgiveness or lust or gossip or hatred, whatever it is, whatever your little sin is, whatever you've been justifying and saying it's okay, we're gonna deal with it and we're gonna come right at it. We all might walk out of here bloodied and battered. We might walk out of this room with a limp. We might walk out here seeing a little cross-eyed for a little while. But I'd rather see cross-eyed and know that God has done something in my life than walk out of this room playing with the little sins I came in with. It's time to deal with them. Make our prayer, search me, O God, and reveal to me anything that's separating me from you. No matter how attached to it I become, no matter what the world says about it, If there's a little fox in my life, God, I wanna deal with it. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I come before you and I ask you in these next few moments, would you shine the light on our hearts and would you do something special in this room? Jesus, we ask it in your name, amen. Thank you for listening to today's message. If you'd like to learn more about Destiny Church, how to get connected or give online, visit destinychurch.me. Have a great week.